Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Don't go overboard because a lot of times Steven doesn't say an awful lot. And just when I say don't go overboard... I look at 13 cuts on the audio sheet. So you must have liked what he had to say. Yeah, look, I, I mean, I think that there was, there, there's a little bit of, there, there's some Stevenisms in there that, that definitely exist. But uh, I, I mean, it also just only took me about, I don't know, 15 minutes to slap all those together. Wow. So, yeah. So impressive. <laughs> Lightning speed. As long as I've got the full 25-minute audio file in front of me and I can just go clip, 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 clip down the line, then it's no problem. Steven is been decently honest and forthright this offseason. I'm really just saying that off of one comment when he's like, look, we haven't gotten the job done. We just haven't. He's not trying to spin stuff and give us the 2024 media guide cover. And yesterday, I wanted to see how he answered this question. People are talking about the Cowboys culture. Do the Dallas Cowboys have a culture problem? From the organization on down, we feel we feel good about our culture. You always want to be better. I will say that. I mean, if you're not, you know, if your results aren't winning the Super Bowl, I think everybody said, how do we, you know, how do you ultimately be the last guy standing? Uh, but I think overall between, you know, organizationally, between, you know, our coach, our personnel department, like our leadership on our team's outstanding. You know, you're always going to have somebody who's, you know, going to say something, uh, you know, that's not, you know, that might be, hey, that's their particular thought process on why we may have come up short, but I don't think in general, personally, I don't think it's an issue. You know, I don't think the Cowboys have a culture problem. Like, that makes it sound too negative on one side. They just don't have, like, enough of what you need, in my opinion, to be a champion, championship contender. Yeah, like, they don't have a culture problem, but they don't have a culture advantage. Exactly. And that's like, a much better way to put it. I, I mean, I think they definitely have in recent years had times where their their culture was a problem. I think 2020 when Dak went out, he gets hurt and you get all these leaks from out of the building and you had these weird like 
hodgepodge like parts of the roster where it's like you're throwing Alden Smith in here and Everson Griffin in here and you know Sean Lee's hurt and not able to to be a prominent part of the the leadership then I think they definitely have at times I don't think it's a a problem anymore it's just it's not like an advantage for them yeah I've seen a couple of different stories over the past few days where I'm like I wish the Cowboys had some of that and I wish they had some of this and one of them was uh, Deion Dawkins that you sent. Oh, yeah. This Buffalo Bills offensive lineman. It just made you feel good about sports when he's like, I hate the New York Jets. <laughs> I just freaking yeah. hate them, which we'll get into in a, in a little bit. And then Nicole Hardman went on the pivot, and he talked about Travis Kelsey. And it was, it was a really long, drawn-out clip, but he was basically talking about Travis Kelsey's leadership and how he went psycho the night before the Super Bowl during the first half in the locker room, and it just felt like Kelsey played a part in willing them to win win the Super Bowl and win, and it just feels like uh, it feels like the Cowboys lack a lot of that. Um, and Steven, you know, he didn't totally dismiss it right there, but he's like, you know, I don't feel like we have a problem. And while we're at the Combine in Indianapolis, everyone's going to be looking at these guys' traits, right? Leadership and effort and all that. And before Steven addresses that, did you have something on this? Yeah, it's just funny that we're talking about the Chiefs having this great culture when six weeks before the Super Bowl, they're crying on the sideline like children over, oh, they got a bad call. Oh, my God. Is that culture, you, though? You mean yeah, the Mahomes-Allen thing? Yeah, I think that's culture. Absolutely. If, uh, if the Cowboys had the same thing happen to them and they had two players jawing on the sidelines and crying about calls, we'd be complaining about culture. I think we'd just say they were whiny. I I, I don't well, yeah, know. That's that, that, but I think that's part of the. Isn't that? I don't know. Don't you guys think that's part of culture? I mean, maybe maybe to some extent. I just I guess I view it a little different. Like I view Kansas City as being pretty stable. That they've you know weathered Tyreek's stuff, whether it be his distractions and then his departure and some of the things that they've had to deal with. I, I viewed them as pretty solid culture wise. But that's I what view I was that gonna, as just being a little soft. That's what I was going to say is kind of ironic that the Chiefs they. They've probably taken the crown from the Seahawks and the Raiders and the Cowboys of rolling the dice on the most questionable characters now. Yeah. They're the place to go. Yeah. Kadarius, Tony, Tyre- Honey, Honey Badger here for a little bit. Tyreek Hill. Um, did they get Frank Clark for a little mm-hmm. bit? Yeah. Yep. Now, maybe Frank Clark is well past all the stuff that happened earlier in his career. They just went and got the punt god. Yep. So while we praise the Chiefs culture, they go and get all of the problem kids. Right. And 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 now that's- Since he used to have yeah. that label. My, like my philosophy is the culture is the quarterback, like that, that he's he's the culture of the program. Like if he is, if he's Tom Brady, if he's Patrick Mahomes, you can make all those moves because he's gonna bail you out. What was Stevens? Oh man, this one made me cringe a little bit because RJ may end up being right. I wasn't cringing because of that. I just wanted to hear a different answer from Steven. What was Stephen Jones's interpretation of Jerry Jones saying "all in"? I've never known Jerry not to be all in in any given year, but uh, certainly we've got a great, I think, a great team put together. You know, the last three years, uh, won a lot of football games, I think uh, 36. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, where we have to improve is the postseason. You know, we're going to get the right kind of guys who step up and make big plays in the postseason. And uh, uh, it's been a challenge in terms of our success there, and uh, that's where we have to improve. I love the second part. RKGs. Give me a bunch of RKGs. Hey, he said that twice yesterday. Yeah, baby. He said right kind of guys twice yesterday. And I I love the second part, though. It sounded like 
you could spin that to him saying we need some playoff difference makers and over the top, you know, a guy, I'm not saying they're going to get anyone of this magnitude, a Dion, a Charles Haley, those are your playoff difference makers. Yeah. We'll be uh, all in. Uh, uh, I mean, the reality is a lot of people felt like the hire of Mike McCarthy was supposed to be that. That's why I take it. It's a little bit difficult for me to take it completely seriously when they say something like that because it's like, well, the standard was supposed to be that Mike was supposed to come in here and change things for you in January. He was supposed to be a January difference maker, and he's been Jason in January. Like, that's just been the case. He, yeah, look, I mean, they 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 do. There is some people that they do need difference makers. I think that that one guy that will be a go up and get it, the the dog kind of guy. But they also have those guys too. Like let's not let's not add that they don't have dogs on this team too. I mean, like they just they just got like I, I think a lot of times we go to the off season. Who are, who are the dogs to you? Oh, CD's a dog. Agreed. Yeah, yep. CD's a dog. Um. I think I I mean I think I think Diggs is when he's healthy. He's when healthy. I think Mike is. I think I think Tank is. Um now there are certainly guys that may not be. I think Jake Ferguson's gonna be one of those guys yep. for them. Mm-hmm. Ferguson's got that attitude, but it's not enough. Like yeah. they have some, but they don't have enough. Yeah, I I just like I I think this happens every to every single team. They always look for a a blame or or, or a scapegoat or whatever. It's got beat. Like we, we just yeah, got, but they've gotten beat for thirty years. Well, they, every year yeah. we go through the same off-season exercise, and it's like okay, like all the character stuff and all the culture stuff. I know you're not as big into it as as I am, but we're we're going on a thirty-year drought I know. now. So what? So out, it's man. something now. What is the he, one common denominator? They haven't they haven't taken a quarterback in the first round. I mean, it's it's like after a, like how many more years do we have to go through this? Where I mean, he just finished speak. second in MVP. I know, but nobody thinks he's the second best quarterback in the league. Like he had a better year than Mahomes. Nobody would take him over Mahomes. Like, okay. You know what I mean, yeah. It's like he's still what he is. He's a good quarterback, but there are guys that have that higher ceiling than he does. That's just the reality of it. I hate to say it. I love the dude, but he just ain't it. Like we, we every year we go through this, and it's frustrating because yeah, you're right. There is there are problems that this organization has. Um, like culture, like like uh, chemistry, all the things. Sometimes those can be overcome with elite quarterback play. Seven, Peyton. Let's go to that, Bobby. Impressive, well, we got- impressive discipline right there. Do you need it's a dak ball, baby? Do you need a <laughs> dak extension in order to maneuver the offseason? In order to maneuver the cap and make other moves. You have to get Dak done. Well, we got ways to adjust his cap for this year. We are, you know, obviously between Dak and between Micah and CD, it's, you know, the salary cap's real for us, uh, you know, with those three guys, you know, in a situation where we want to, you know, do deals with all three of them. Do you get to do everything you want to do with the salary cap? I don't think any team does. But, uh, you know, we're certainly going to be able to, uh, you know, go out and go to work and, and, and get the things done that we feel like we need to get done to be successful. Do you want to do those deals this offseason? Yeah, we're not, not like I said, won't expound on any details, timing, amounts, anything. No, no, not timing, but you said you want to do deals about three of them. This I'm not going to say when. <laughs> He's getting the, yeah, he, I love he, Clarence. Yeah. I, I, I love so Clarence, good. too, because Clarence just has zero concern about making them angry at him like face to face he's like we'll catch a drink at the bar later and i also i also love steven generally the thing i love most about steven is steven just 
you won't make him crack. If he's like determined on something, and he'll like just directly say to your face, like, no, like you can keep doing it. At one point yesterday, they were asking him a follow up, and he's like, y'all about done? Yeah, because I'm about done. Like, like if y'all are, are y'all are going to keep repeating, but that's a, that's kind of what we've heard. Like, like reported and some of the stuff we've heard trickling out a little bit is that Steven and the Cowboys opinion, it sounds like, is that, look, would we like to get something done? Yes. Do we have to get something right. done to do what we want to do? Nope. We, yeah. we, can, we can take, you know, accounting measures on our own. Yeah, just take read what we told David Moore. Just read, yeah. just read what we told him. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Trucker to come text line eight seven seven eight one one zero five three. You think that's why we didn't get Calvin Watkins on today? Very Com- possible. Comments like that. <laughs> Very possible. Because Dallas Morning News in bed. In bed with the uh, AM station. This is uh, this is talking about the dogs. That you know, I said CD was a dog, and they're like, he's a great player. Dogs don't get shoved in the back by a DB and shrug it off and let it happen in a playoff game. That's what Moose said. And I, and I, I mean, yes, you're right. Like that, that's fair. Like it, maybe this team does. He is, melts down too, real quick. CD. Well, yeah, he, he checks out mentally after the first series. I think that he used, it's happened. It, it happened even last year, but I think that that used to happen a whole hell of a lot more than it does now. Like, like I think he's definitely grown there, and I think he's still young. He's still coming into who he is, but I, Moose he, did I have point, zero questions about him. Moose did point that out to us. He's like, that's when I got worried before the game, when he got shoved, and I didn't see anything really happen. Yeah. That's just a player perspective. From either from him or from his teammates, and that was the – I did a teammates thing, like, you know, individually, like, you know, whatever. Maybe he just didn't want to get you know a penalty because it's always the second guy that hits gets the gets the penalty thrown. Uh, but for no teammate to go up there, I mean somebody saw it. So probably the biggest piece of news when it comes to the current roster, left tackle, is Tyler Smith's future. Stephen Jones still at left tackle for this team. You know that's uh you know remains to be seen. I mean it's starting to feel like Larry Allen uh, all over again. I mean he's. The great thing about Tyler is his versatility. He could be a great left tackle, too. I mean, Larry Allen, I think, played either one or one and a half or two years at left tackle. I think he made all pro those years, too. So uh, he can uh, – Tyler's got that in it. And, you know, I think at the end of the day when we're, you know, all through massaging it, we'll have a good spot for him. And the great news is we have Tyler Smith. And uh, his versatility certainly brings options uh, to the table in terms of how we look at this team uh, as we move forward. That's new. That's uh, that's. I, I, it may sound non-committal in a vacuum, but if you compare that to the way that Steven has talked about Tyler Smith's future for two years now, that's new. That they they typically have always said, "Look, his future's at left tackle. That's our cornerstone. That's where we're going to put him." The, this sounds like, and and the fact that Todd Archer asked him it makes me feel like Todd is getting a sense and just like. Steve, let's get you on the record on this specific topic. So it sounds like Tyler's going to stay inside, which I think you've been in favor of, Sean, haven't you? No, I have not. No, it's Nick <laughs> Eatman. Nick Eatman is the one who doesn't want to move him. Now, do you think this is more because they're like, okay, Tyler Smith has a nonstop all-pro trajectory? Trajectory, that's where he's going to stay? Or we don't know if he can be great at left tackle? I think they... Ooh. That's a good I, question. Uh, what would you What would you rather? Like, I mean, obviously, yes, you would rather have a great left tackle than a than a great left you know, guard. But I mean, you could still you want, a, you want a Pro Bowl tackle or an All Pro guard? Like they may view it like that. Oh yeah, that they view it as like he could be capable at either one. Like he, like you just referenced there with Larry Allen. Larry Allen was one of the best tackles in the game when he would play tackle. He was the best guard of all time when he played inside. Right, I'd rather. And they that. just may view it yeah. as like 
especially with, with how much a gap pressure has become a focus for teams and getting to the quarterback quick and getting in his face and, and that becoming more of an emphasis. They just may view it as it's less of a drop off than what it once was between the positions. So that's just part one of Steven Jones yesterday at the NFL combine with Bobby all over it on your home of the Dallas Cowboys. Did the Mavericks blow it? or get cheated last night in Cleveland in the game and ending that everyone is talking about next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Six seconds, five seconds, underneath, Washington, 2.6 to go. They're out of timeouts. Dallas leads by one. Mobley, Struce, Haheem. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Max Struce, I don't believe it. What a call from Followell. Unfortunate call. <laughs> oh, no. Well, when, no, no. when Struce was going off, Followell's like, what is going on? What is happening? As Max Struess catches fire and hits five threes and the 60-foot game winner in order to devastate the Dallas Mavericks last night on Bally. Uh, devastate is the right word. Uh, that That is a loss that absolutely never should have happened. And it took a lot of things to happen for it to happen. Uh, namely, Struess going nuts. And then the Mavs completely, I can't even say it what they did, but they did it down their leg the in, 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 at the end of that game. Mistake and a mistake with some bad calls thrown in there. Bobby, did the Mavs get cheated last night? Was this just another example? Texas William, our, our top Tolo memer out there on Twitter, uh, he he said, rank them from bad to worst. NFL refs, NBA refs, baseball umpires. Uh, you might have some soccer officials thrown in. I don't know if this is college or what as the fourth option. Yeah. Is this just another example of horrible officiating. Yeah, I mean, the Mavericks absolutely got cheated. Uh, this was an instance of Tim Hardaway Jr. needing to hit the money line on Cleveland and just decided <laughs> that he was not going to play defense and he was going to cheat the team Man. late with uh, Max Strews. Um, was the officiating great? Was the officiating even acceptable at the end? Not not totally. Like, I, I drive it in. I agree with you guys about the inbound and a couple of the other things are, you know, ticky-tack and, and you're nitpicking. But... There, there's a lot there that was frustrating about the final few minutes. and But but to me, it's like they're, they're not going to make so much of a difference that it should make up a 10-point lead with three minutes left. You need to win a game where you're up 110-100 with three and a half minutes left. You can't let Max Struess go. Mm-hmm. That, that's the closest thing, and it's 
it's still not nearly as impressive, so I hate invoking this. But in terms of just the improbability of shot making and everything else, what Struess did last night is the closest thing I've seen to the Tracy McGrady 13 and 35 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where it was like T-Mac just making impossible shots and like you have no business winning this game. But it's like, okay, what are you supposed to do? I mean, if he's making a 60-footer after you essentially botch the inbound at the end, you still, you know, Lucas saves you, bails you out, you get the bucket, your head. When they make a 60-footer to win the game, you just go, okay. Like, I mean, I, I don't know what you're supposed to do. They, they, they got the miracle. It's it's an objectively funny ending to the game. It's hilarious. It's not going to be so funny for a few days probably, but just in a vacuum, it's hilarious to see a game end that way. What call or calls had you going crazy the most? I My biggest thing was I just thought like Kyrie was getting mugged consistently down the stretch, and there was no deference to him at all as a superstar who's supposed to get those calls. That was the biggest thing to me. Josh yeah. Green getting mugged, that was another one. It's just... In general, I thought that the lack of any sort of deference to a guy like Kyrie Irving down the stretch and the abuse that he was getting any time that he would go into the paint, that was unacceptable. I'll give you a uh I'll give you a surprising take, maybe. Uh, I'm I'm not devastated at all by this loss as someone rooting for the Mavs interest. It was number one, an incredible game. I mean, this was a phenomenal game. Kyrie taking over, Luka completely unstoppable, uh, being really efficient from the field, 45, 14, and 9. Donovan Mitchell with a very quiet 31. It took Struess to go bonkers mm-hmm. in order to beat you. But, you know, I didn't realize that the Cavaliers was that, that they were this much better than the Mavericks with their regular season record. They're five games better than the Mavs. The Mavs are eight games over 500. The Cavs have 38 wins. So. Are the Cavs the two seed? Are they that high? I thought they. I thought I saw that. Yeah, they're really seven good. back of Boston, seven and a half back or so, Boston. For oh second. my gosh, the two seed is seven and a half back. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so you went in there. They've been playing well. They've won seven of their last ten, and you should have won the game, or you stood toe to toe throughout the entire thing. Uh, so I'm. I'm not feeling. This is not some loss that is going to rock the Mavericks. No. And I. I don't think you know. And knock them sideways off of right. where they're going, which is a nice trajectory. Second time I've used that word. Yep. A nice path forward and up. I, I, I'm with you. So I'm not, not like, gonna... oh, my God, this is crushing. This is going to haunt no. them. It's a regular season game. Like, you know, it's baseball. Baseball like teams, they have these crushing losses to rip back out of the next day. You know, like the the, the, the NBA is, is a similar. Like, you're, you're accustomed to tough defeats. You're accustomed to winning games you shouldn't. And quite frankly, and keep me in the eight spot, baby. Yeah, uh, seven or eight. <laughs> uh, they are in the eight spot. Give me the give me the wolves or give me the thunder early That's right. on. And, and quite frankly, I'll be perfectly brutally honest. It's very hard to ruin my mood on a six o'clock game. Oh yeah, very hard. Fantastic. Oh, it's very hard to ruin that mood. <laughs> yeah. I so I agree. I, I agree with you yesterday at five p.m. When it's three minutes left in the game and you're up 10 and you've made the push that you did, you were shooting the lights out and you're up in that instance. That's where to me it's like, okay, well, expectations change a little bit. And those are the games you need to finish against good teams if you want any hope of doing anything in the postseason. I also, I'm going to challenge you back on that a tiny bit. 
and I'm sure there's a stat for it that you'll hit me over the head with because you'll look it up somehow, some way. I have to Google really fast. I don't even look at 10-point leads with three and a half minutes left as game over in today's NBA. Not nearly as much, for Not sure. Not nearly as much. I'm like, okay, this is going to take two threes. Like, that, that, that's that's all it's going to take. If, if Struess did half of what he did, you know, I, I guess they're within six or five or something like that. But I don't even look at it as a choke and, and because the shot making – I, I keep saying it. Now, the defense that was played last night, like, guys aren't even close as defenders. They really aren't. And Joe Dumars in the NBA is looking into that. But the shot making is so elite. These guys are so freaking skilled. Mm-hmm. Everything is not point blank. Everyone can now hit a fadeaway. Right? Michael Jordan seemed like he was the only one who knew how to do right. it back in the day. Everyone can hit a fadeaway. Everyone has a step back. Everyone has their Euro step. Everyone can hit from three feet beyond the arc. Micah has a Euro step. Micah has a Euro step. All right. Literally everybody has that now. Like, you know, in the celebrity game, he had that. You're right. It's a different game. Like, the world is – back in the 90s, you had – you had every team had two guys on the floor at all times that were offensive liabilities. They just did. The 90s Bulls had whatever whatever – Stiff at center, they had the, the, the who was just they, they were just six fouls. That's all they were, and then Rodman on the floor, basically at all times in the nineties, and they could score. But they got basically nothing. They got a little bit of scoring out of like I don't know, maybe Bill Wennington hit a seven foot jumper from the baseline. That's it. But that that and that was the team of the nineties, and that was just a different game. I here, here's the I agree with you that ten point lead with three minutes left is not the same thing as it once was. The problem is that a 10-point lead with what this offense has shown the ability to be, you can't go three minutes and 15 seconds in the like to close the game scoring three points while Max Struess is raining down threes on your head. Like, like you can't have – like if you just look through – run through the box score of when Cleveland starts their run. If you look at the playlist, it's, all right, Kyrie Irving steps out of bounds, turnover. Kyrie Irving misses driving layup. Uh, Luka Doncic misses step back three. Josh Green misses three. Kyrie Irving, offensive foul. It's like, that's the things where it's like, you, you've got to have some cleaner possessions down the stretch. And obviously, officiating impacted a lot of that. Like I said, I, I didn't think there was enough deference to Kyrie's game and Kyrie's reputation late. But, I, I mean, you've, you've got to at some point just make one of those plays. Peyton of the Tolos, furious with the team. With the refs, with Jason Kidd. Well, you got a couple Tolos that had Mavs money line last night. Don't <laughs> want to hear Max Scherz's name the rest of the day. But two zero three says the refs had no idea what they were doing all night. Two one four says the soccer refs suck, but these refs suck all night. So a lot of upset Mavs fans out there. You know who was thrilled though, Sean? Travis Kelsey. Oh, uh, he was he was spiking the football over on Twitter because Pat Mahomes, obviously big Mavericks fan, Patrick Mahomes. He had uh, quote tweeted the ending, the Max Struess three, and he goes, ain't no way with a bunch of crying, laughing emojis. And of course, Travis Kelsey has to slide in there with a quote tweet and says, straight cash. Them boys got the juice right now at Cavs. He's 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 not in Russell Wilson territory yet, but he's he's approaching. He's approaching cringe eye roll Russ territory for me, Travis Kelsey. He's like if Mm. if Gronk had Russ like traits to him. Like, like they're, they're, there's yeah. one, it's one part Gronk, one part Russ, and that's Travis okay. Kelsey. That's not bad. Yeah, it that's was not bad at Gronk all. Gronk as eye rolly as Kelsey, 
No, right? No, that's where the Russell Wilson. Because yeah. like Gronk wasn't trying to be anything. Like he didn't steal other people's lines. Like gotta fight for your right. No. Yeah, he just Gronk he was like he was he he was a dumb meathead. Yeah, he, the, Kelsey is singing a song. Apologize to the like, Gronk family in Fort Worth. Yeah, he, <laughs> Kelsey just sings a song. like forty years old. That's it. It's all he does, and it's like, all right, really, man. Like we're over and over again, over and over again. We're gonna do this. Gronk was just a meathead who just liked to drink and just hook up with. You know, stars of he the has, adult variety. He has the broy aspects of Rob Gronkowski with some of the cringe of Russell Wilson. Gronk messed with porn stars. There's those videos of like him with uh, like uh, all these like porn stars and stuff. Really on the boat. I mean, I don't know, but I that sounds correct. Like the hot ones guy. I th- did he have that happen? Did Sean Evans? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He did. Sean Evans was dating this porn star and just broke up with her. Apparently, this guy's. He's a badass. Good for I'll you, Sean Evans. He is a bad. He probably knew all these biographical details about her background, and she was just floored by it. Melissa yes. Stratton. Yeah. She's, uh, like, going on a press tour. Yeah. Being like, man, he was really good in certain areas, and, you know, I don't know why he's breaking up with me now, but, so, yeah. yeah so she's, Hot ones. She says he, he dumped her once the world caught wind that he was dating yeah. a porn star. I think it was on Valentine's Day, too. He cold. The hot, yeah. the hot ones is cold. Is, is, is that is that still not as cold as the the Romo move dumping Jessica Simpson on her birthday though? Oh, was it on the birthday? Yeah, he dumped her at her birthday party. That, <laughs> at her party? Yeah, that's what she told Letterman. And this guy, you didn't think had a killer instinct? That's I killer. Mean, yeah, that's, that's why killer. they call him Nine God. Gronk had to apologize to Bob Kraft. I don't know why he had to apologize to Bob Kraft over this. Right. After photos of him and adult film star B.B. Jones, B-I-B-I, maybe it's Bibby, B.B., appeared on Twitter. So she was in his Gronk jersey, and he, that was the photo. So that was the intimation that they were. Yeah, Kraft is like, what are you doing, man? Just come to my parlor. <laughs> what are you doing? That's we can do up. this in private, Gronk. Come That's on. That's right. TruckRat.com text line is open at 877-881-1053. If you think the Mavs got cheated last night, we are live on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. Thanks for being a total. That stands for turn it on, leave it on. While we were watching, the Mavs and the Stars lose last night. Stars get blown out by the Avalanche 5-1. We were also watching the police standoff at Bobby Belt's apartment. Has this made the news yet this morning on our TV partner, NBC5, the police standoff? And is Peyton Russell actually the dirtiest one on the show after what happened yesterday after Sean and RJ next? We have a ton of Stephen Jones audio from the Combine, and it's not just a waste of time. It really isn't. More of that during the expressway. We have a crazy Mavs ending that we've talked about already for about 30 minutes, but... The moment of the show that I'm looking forward to the most is 7 o'clock with this Rangers profile that was done. I'm a sucker for these hype pieces. I think Mm. RJ feels opposite, but there was a profile piece done on one of your up-and-coming Rangers that I think is going to have you ready to run through a wall. So that's coming up at 7 on your home of the World Series champs. Jeff Passan, great writer, man. He, he can write a profile piece if I've ever read one. Yeah. yeah. And, and a text back. Yeah. <laughs> if only he was as cool over text as he uh, as he reports. Little Sean, RJ, and Bobby here on DFW Sports Station. So while we were watching the Stars and the Mavericks lose last night, Bobby was looking at an assault rifle. That's yeah. what that appeared to be. 
Was yeah. that your camera? No, 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 no. That okay. wasn't mine. That was, that was okay. So this is the benefit of being in the community. I was like, I was gonna switch out of the iPhone just for this camera if oh. that was your view. And I'm like, Bobby, you're definitely, you're definitely within range of the shooter. Well, this this was a Facebook community group photo, and I was as soon as I found out this was going on, I wanted to go over there and report live from the scene for the morning show. And Kristen was like, No, uh, you're not going over there. Hang don't on. don't drive over there. I asked, all right, turn this up. I asked Peyton for police music, like drama, crime, CSI. Okay. That's pretty good, isn't it? I liked it. That's not it's Bad Boys. It's got sirens. Though. Okay. It's not, it's not do, Bad Boys, though. Do you know the Bad Boys song? Bad Boys, Bad Boys, what you gonna there do? There you go. You do? Ah. This is your best pop culture weekend in a very yeah, long time. Yeah, he's, what is it? He's hitting like 80% this week yeah. or something? He's, yeah. he's, he's performed strong. I got to give it to him. So, Kristen. One strike was the uh, his one strike was the stroke. That's it. Yeah, I don't believe a world champion. <laughs> Kristen had told me um, she's like something's going on, like just not far from us. It's like literally across the main road. She's like something's going on over at the Riverwalk in Flower Mound, and she said that it was there was just a bunch of cop cars out there, and so she went into the trusty Facebook community group Flower Mound cares. That's ours. Did you get ex- accepted to Rockwall yet? No. Oh. But I haven't been denied either. I haven't been denied. It's it's just he's pulling str- he's pulling Depending. strings now that he's a, a celebrity in that group. Um, but Krista went to the Facebook group and quickly saw that this was a standoff, and we, you had people posting photos of here's the guy in his car, and I there was a lady there who was in the Facebook group who just started live streaming on Facebook for like an hour and a half. So you could jump into the live stream and she was filming the standoff with police, which lasted for a while. And so uh, Flower Mound Police actually posted about it on their Facebook. And they said at 4.47 p.m. today, the Flower Mound Police Department was notified by another law enforcement agency that an intoxicated individual who was possibly armed and in crisis was traveling into Flower Mound. Flower Mound Police officers located the individual, blah, blah, blah. How'd they know he was intoxicated? Uh, I believe he had so left the bar. The discussion that mm. was said from people who were listening to the scanner was that he was he called into police. There you go. So he called police, uh, and the apparently when he got into this parking lot, they're like, uh, "Is this Richard Sherman?" Apparently, when he got into the parking lot, he started making a whole bunch of threats about. Uh, they call it. I don't. I, I don't want to use words that'll get us kicked terroristic. off. Terroristic. He started making threats to end his life at the hands of police officers. Like he wanted to challenge if them. If you say then, the oh. S word, that'll get us kicked off Twitch. It can. Some Twitch streams will get bounced for if you say words like that. Really? Yep. Yeah. So I don't. I don't want to get the wow. Twitch uh, bounced. Love our Twolos. Uh, and so he was basically making those threats at. Uh, it was eight ten p.m. last night. Ugh. Not long after I texted you guys. So three hours in the parking lot. They finally got a hold of him. But there. I mean, there were. Dozens of cop cars. There were like what twenty was police officers, hostage negotiator. Really? Yeah. That wasn't I was like, "Where's the news coverage of this?" I was like, "Going to switch on over to NBC Five and see helicopters over the Belt residence." Nowhere, nowhere to be found. That's why I was going to go out there and be a, be a citizen journalist, and Kristen wouldn't allow it. We should do. You should record yourself as the negotiator. How would Bobby do oh, yeah. walking out there as the negotiator? That'd be great in a hostage situation. Do a great job. Like, I mean, I, I look, you look at how how well I'm able to talk through Dak's mistakes and, and, and talk about how great he is and gas him up. I, I think I could do the same for a guy who's feeling a little down. What was that gun? Did you see it? I, I Yeah, I did see it. I don't know. I can't tell what kind of gun that is. I mean, it could be anything. It's some kind of a 
It's a big one. Long range, you know, rifle. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Like, it's a kind of a grainy photo from far away that yeah. somebody zoomed in on, so it's hard to tell exactly so what it is. So how did but... they get him? Did he give up? Uh, eventually, yeah. They had a hostage negotiator out there with, like, a bulletproof vest that was dealing with him, and eventually they got him without incident. So Wait. they they it says that uh, Flower Mound Police Department's crisis negotiation team worked to communicate with him and resolve the situation. How far away would you say this was from you? Uh, half a mile. Okay. Less, so you weren't. Yeah, I mean, you guys weren't across. hiding behind couches. No, no, no. But I mean, it's like it's like. So we're over here. Then there's the main road, an apartment complex, and then behind that apartment complex, it's right there. This yeah. is this is right over by Whiskey and Smoke. So before, the uh, the barbecue place I love. Yeah, get your sponsor out of your hostage yeah, negotiation. That. That's not. No, I'm just saying that's to, for reference of where it is. That's where I was. <laughs> so before you make comments anymore about my neighborhood, okay? I have never had a police standoff. Now normally they just end in death quickly, but. I haven't had a standoff like this, you know, bringing all to the media be, coverage. To be fair. Although I just did have two shootings last week. Uh, that mesquite <laughs> shooting was like nine minutes away. And then there was one like down the road at Skyline, uh, down the road from Skyline High School. So that was two last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, it does say that Flower Mound Police Department was notified by another law enforcement agency that, hey, he's coming into your town. So what this sounds like to me is, I like like Flower Mound police had to swoop in and and handle what came from your neighborhood. Charlotte. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's so what I took from this. Yeah, I took drove from this. all the way from yeah. there I, to Flower from Mound. Fair Park to Flower Mound. I, I took, Thirty-five I, minutes. I took from this that yeah, like the the other unsafe neighborhoods. Flower Mound was like, here we go again. Got to got to clean things up for all you guys. Yes, we will save the day. And Flower Mound did it. Speaking of cleaning things up, apparently something happened after the show yesterday. With our uh, with our new access cards to the building, yeah. So we get uh, like we've got new access cards for the elevator, right? So like we're we're gonna use one for the building, one for the elevator, and Wait, so that, now we have to have two different ones. Yeah, yeah. two different ones. We gotta pick them up today because the elevators won't work tomorrow won't work if you don't tomorrow. get them. And don't put them side by side and try and you know put them together because it'll deactivate it. Apparently, we have you, to have you, two separate cards. Separate it out. Two separate sleeves. So because Why? because I, I don't know it's, it's because. The, the the new elevator system or whatever. So, because we got new sleeves, little uh, lanyard sleeves or whatever. Who's to, the to first the one who doesn't, who loses their card or cards first? Me. Yeah. Me. I like I, so? I forgot my wallet three times in four days. It's 100% oh convenient. You, how do you forget a wallet? He's a child. Do you know how many people, how many people are going to lose access to the garage or the elevator keeping track of two cards? And then yeah. you can't put them together because of the magnet or whatever. You might be able to keep them in separate sleeves on the same thing. Oh, my right? that, that would be easy. So because we got the new sleeves, Peyton took out his, I don't know how old. December old, 2019. December 2019. Took out his 2019 security badge, which still says Entercom on it. And well, pulled this thing out and was. Not a well. Carter Freeman remarked that, oh, my gosh, you have the dirtiest, like, card holder I've ever seen. It's on the fan cam. And Peyton goes, okay. I need some uh, I, I need some Lysol or something. I need, I need to clean this off. I was like, what do you need to clean it off for? And I went and picked it up. It is all over it, sticky. It's mushy. And that, as you can see on the fan cam there, that's Carter just putting his finger on Peyton's card and could walk around Wait the room with that it is, stuck to his oh finger. That is not God. Carter hooking into this part no. of it? No. that into is Into the hole? No. That the is, holder? That is badge taken out and oh. pressing his finger against Peyton's oh, yeah. badge. Bro, that's disgusting. It's, 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 you know, look, when you're part time for almost three years here, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. In that uh, bag, all right, you yeah, know, a lot, a lot of early mornings, late nights. Kind I of wonder thing. how Alec Medford's card is. 
Like, Frisky he doesn't work, he, he yeah. work enough. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. wow. He takes off on Thursdays, you know? That's oh right. Gosh. I just took mine out, and I I mean, I don't that, know how. Did I say CBS radio on it? This is CBS radio. <laughs> did you? It's before I, I, intercom. Uh, yeah, I well, found my CBS radio. Mine's all bent. That was back yeah, when you were the sheriff but on it's that not, picture. It's not sticky. No, it's not sticky. How, what, what, what is it? What is on that and in that? Where do you usually keep it? How, how does that happen? Well, it goes straight to like my center console, my car. So I don't know if like it's just the transfer because it's always in my pocket. I don't have it like looped on like a belt or anything like that. So I just throw it like kind of a, you know on desk out here. So it's just dust and stuff that's put in there, but probably some rain that got in there as well. Just added up. Rain is not sticky. Um, well, and, you, <laughs> and you have it's it's the, like it's covered. It's got a sleeve, so throwing the sleeve in there, it shouldn't make the entire card stay. I feel like you had to have spilt like soda inside yeah. of the sleeve coffee, at some point uh, or something. Probably coffee or something. But there. it was absolutely disgusting, and I think Ryan at some point is going to need to redo his disgusting rankings. Lately, with Choppy talking about all of his his showers uh, that he takes in the pool and Peyton's sticky security badges. There, this needs a re ranking. Listen, I, I have no problem saying I will sh- if I'm not going to dinner. I have no problem getting the pool. But I'm gonna sit at home and shower by going to the pool. That's true. You're right. I'm gonna go out though. You got to shower. You got to shower to leave the house. Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three truckwreck.com text line. And you are giving a warning to everyone who's thinking about staying in a hotel very, very soon. We're getting overbooked in yeah. hotels. Uh, so staff shortages could push these hotel uh, costs this summer to an all-time high. So they're expected to sh- uh, shell out hotels across the U.S. $123 billion in compensation, which is a increase of 20%. Uh, but because of staff shortages and the fact that hotels don't want to spend more money uh, on these staffing issues, they're just going to have they're going to hike the price up. They're going to hike the price up in order to pay these people to be at work. So staffing shortages and the fact that um, the, the 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 hotel employees are like they're not unionizing necessarily, but they're demanding more money to work. They're just hiking the prices up uh, on the consumers, and the consumers are going to foot the bill for this thing. So. Get ready. If you are going to go on a trip in the U.S. this summer, be prepared to pay more for a hotel than you ever have before. I don't like this. this is, what's the app you use? The uh, Hotel Tonight. It's great app. I, you land. You land when we landed in Vegas, right? After Bobby had tricked me into thinking that our hotels got canceled. Oh, yeah. That was great. Right? So Bobby tricks me into thinking the hotels got canceled. Oh, yeah. And, and you guys were rooming. And I and we were, we were going to room together. I hopped on. The app, yeah, and I found like a bunch of hotels like thirty bucks that night. Now, what range will they be in? You know, like is it is it like a Ritz Carlton class, and then you got like a Holiday mm. Inn class? No, it's just, it's, it just gives you everything all at once. Like you could because uh, I didn't out. think you could pick it. I thought like that was the thing for hotels tonight. It's like you're rolling the dice. Oh, no, no. and it gives That's you the price hotel. line, right? I think price line. It's like unsold that. rooms late yeah. or something. So I would not do this uh, at like eight a.m. For a week from now, but I would do this if you if you uh, are in a place. Let's say you go to a bar that night, and it's like nine thirty at night. And you, I, mean, I found a hotel. The hotel across from Nick and Sam's is it the Stonely? Yeah, I got that room for like fifty five bucks one night. It was like ten thirty at night. I was at Nick and Sam's. I was I had been drinking, and like they're not going to sell the room. Did you get thrown out? They did not get thrown out. Okay. I did not get thrown out because you left people's ears alone. <laughs> 
Where are you staying in Indy? <laughs> uh, it, it's like a, it, actually, it's funny. Uh, th- this was near a home two suites yesterday in Flower Mount. Same thing. It's a home two suites in Indy. A home two suites. Mm-hmm. It's basically like a little like apartment. Like they, they, all the rooms are like little like studio apartments. Okay. So that, that's what I'll be. But this is, I didn't get it this time. Kristen gets mad. Whereas Choppy has the rental car hookup. I have the hotel hookup. And by I, I mean Kristen has the hotel hookup. Really? And so, yeah. She How? Has, uh, it's some, like, friend she has that gets Marriott discounts that we What's end his up name? using. Uh, it's her. Oh. But I'm not going to out her because then we'd lose it. The Texas Rangers profile piece that has me ready for opening day tomorrow. See if you get as hyped up as I do over this on the home of the World Series champs next. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.